1: It is a special edition of the Windy City Podcast. I've been waiting for this email to pop up at some point for a couple of years now. We get a lot of offers from high-profile people at Fansided, Shaquille O'Neal we've talked to multiple times, and I don't talk about tennis a ton because it is a little bit of a niche sport. But I'm a huge tennis fan, and we've had Andre Agassi, we've had John McEnroe, we've had Andy Roddick. By the way, these posts and videos tend to do well, so my tennis fans out there, we appreciate you. But I was waiting for this one, and it comes in Chris Everett joining Fansided, and uh, Chrissy is working with new IBM technology that's being introduced for fans at the 2021 U.S. Open, which I will be heading out to next week. Chrissy, when you look back at what she was able to accomplish, because I don't do that every day, and getting ready for this interview, I did absolutely positively incredible. 90% win percentage. 90%, won 9 out of every 10 matches. That's insane. Over 1,300 wins in her career. And she did it in an era where she was competing against arguably the greatest or definitely top five player in the history of the sport in Martina overall head to head. Martina's got the edge on Chrissy, but it's not as much as I expected 43 wins for Martina 37 for Everett. And then in finals, 36 wins for Martina 24 for Chrissy. And, you know, they played each other for 12 years, 12 years, 1975 uh, through 87 before Everett retired. Chrissy was incredible, absolutely incredible, and she does a phenomenal job commentating today. So I think you're really going to enjoy this interview. She talks about how she got her edge on the court, and it wasn't from anything physical that she was doing. So this is something that uh, wherever you are doing in your life, you can actually try and do some modeling for her success. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy the conversation. I know I did. Uh, She talked to us for 20 minutes it was supposed to be 10 to 15 minutes and I think I could have kept going she was just very very friendly the whole time and and I, I loved her answers uh, so Chrissy coming right up but first the Windy City podcast is brought to you by Manscaped that's right go to manscaped.com you get 20% off you get free shipping when you put in that promo code Fan side of 20. If you want to support this podcast, this is a great way to do it. And it's a great way for you to have everything taken care of down low. Get the performance package 4.0. And you get in that the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. You get the weed whacker for your ear and nose. Who wants ear hair? Who wants nose hair? Not me. Not you. Get that done. Who wants to have the uh, disgusting odor down there? Not you. Not me. comes with that crop preserver ball deodorant and the crop reviver toner and the performance boxer briefs and the travel bag this is big time again manscaped.com put in that promo code fansided20 20 off and free shipping the windy city podcast with chris everett lloyd chrissy starts right now showtime
0: Angled backhand with pace. Game, Everett Lloyd. First game, second set. Here we go. Racket preparation early. Roll across court. Yes, sir. Clench the fist. I got one game of the second set.
1: 18 times she won a grand slam. 13 years in a row, she won at least one. I can just, you know, read off the entire career 90 percent win percentage Chrissy I mean uh great to see you by the way thank you for taking time let's uh before we get into it I just want to start with who you're working with today which is IBM power rankings with Watson and this is a really cool thing if you're trying to figure out who you want to watch at the U.S. Open this year which is always a tough decision (laughs) a lot of matches going on so let's talk about that at the start here why did you want to partner with IBM here
2: I thought it was exciting just the IBM the whole um power rankings with Watson and also the the match insights with Watson I just thought it would be interesting for the fans um because you know it's it's really interesting it's it's the power rankings basically is not who is ranked in the last 52 weeks of the year that's how the, the ranking goes but who has the momentum right now and who's the hot player who's won you know recently the last few tournaments and you know it just a lot of times your ranking does not necessarily reflect how well you're playing, especially going into a major like the U S open. So I think it's just going to be great to keep the fans informed and entertained at the same time.
1: So let's look at the women's side right now, as far as being informed, because if Ash Barty watched down the street right now, you know, most casual sports fans (laughs) won't know that's the number one player in the world. And has a great chance, obviously to take the open, does the women's game, I don't know, is there? does it need a boost right now? Serena's still hanging around. Like, how are you looking right now at who's at the top and what would benefit the game the most?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Ash party in saying that, is sort of like the quiet, gentle champion. At the moment, she's from Australia. You know, we don't if, – obviously, if she was American and controversial – You know, and she had like Naomi or or who else am I looking at here? Like Andrescu, Bianca Andrescu, who's won this 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 tournament or Serena. I mean, she's not a big household name, but at the same time, she's playing the best tennis of anybody uh, in the world. And, And I'm looking at the field. I'm looking at Naomi. I mean, the stories are incredible. And I think the fans will get behind the Naomi story and the Sabalenka who I don't know if you've been watching her, but she is like a warrior out there. You know, she is so strong and she's been fighting her emotions. And, and but she has the, the game and she has the skill set to, to win the U.S. Open. Um, you know, and then there's Andreescu who's coming back from injuries. Fiontek who won the French Open two years ago. Um, Mugruta, Petra Vitova. I mean, there's like the young ones, Coco, Coco Goff, who's... Yay, American and very, very exciting to watch and who I think will win a Grand Slam in the next two years. Um, there's just so many stories and so many great players and but not one stands out like during the Serena years where there was that dominance. We don't have that anymore, okay? So she's kind of looking towards the end of, looking at the end of her career. All of a sudden like 20 young girls have come up and they, are all fighting to be that number one player.
1: That's really interesting that you think Coco is going to get there. Why why do you say that?
2: She's always been a champion. Even in her junior, she was junior champion. Um, And I think that when I saw her play Venus at Wimbledon that first year when she was 15, it was like, that win was great, but she went on to win like two other matches also. So I just saw in her the, the mental toughness side and I saw the hunger I always look at hunger first how much do they want it how much do they you know what are they putting out there and she's just um she wants it badly plus she has all the characteristics physically you know she moves well she's powerful she's just she's a great athlete as well
1: Well, that was you on the wanted side. Like you, you never give yourself credit for being a great athlete, but you certainly wanted it. And you had like the, the focus in the moment. And I did. Yes. You brought up Naomi and let me just tie the two of you together if I can here, because you were, didn't they call you the ice princess, the ice queen? Like you just, you, you showed no emotion and here's Naomi you didn't love doing press conferences back in the day, right? You were a very short answers. I played well. She wasn't great. That type of stuff. Um, wow.
2: You weren't I, even born when I was doing those press conferences. How would you know that?
1: I, uh, I, I, I do my research, Chrissy. I, I gotta, I gotta be ready. Okay. So, so, okay. But, so and you, you've outed yourself on that. so I was just curious, like, how do you see that for Naomi who's trying to tr- change at least like let's do press conferences a little bit differently. I'm sure you can relate to some of what she's talking about. Yeah.
2: It's a different age, different era right now with the social media and all the, the shaming and the bullying. And they read, everybody reads what people are saying about them in our day. You know, you, we went, we played our match. We went to a handful of written press. That's all we had. You know, the Bud Collins. and I mean, we, we, we really Frank DeFord and they were brilliant um, journalists, but we, and we became friends with them. So nobody was going to, you know, nobody was going to be mean to us. So we, we, we had more of a handful and and we didn't have the blogs and we didn't have the, you know, the tabloid press following us around. It's just so different now. And I, I, my heart goes out to these players because yeah, they're making a lot of money, but there's a price for everything and yeah. it's delving into your private life and, and I think Naomi started out to be a. She was very shy anyway, very introverted. Didn't have a lot of experience, you know. wasn't sophisticated in in life and dealing with people. She started out that way, like four or five years ago. And um, then all of a sudden, you know, she made fifty six million dollars last year, and she's living in L A. And you know, she has a, a rapper boyfriend, and not that that's it's just a, a big difference in lifestyles also so i think it what it's not only the press i think it's just i want to say going from from rags to riches i think that is a big problem that not a big problem but that's an issue that um is not easy to to do to go through that
1: yeah it makes sense and like if we rewind back though different but you were a rock star Martina was a rock star. Borg was a rock star. Jimmy Connors, John McEnroe, the popularity of tennis. It's never reached what it was back then. I mean, that was seventies. Yeah. Water cooler at the office, Sunday morning, 8. AM you are watching Wimbledon and people are discussing it. So yeah,
2: you're right. You're right. You're right. There's so many more sports now. I mean, in those days, by the way, there weren't team sports for women.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um,
2: There was no soccer. There was no basketball. There was no lacrosse. There there were no sport women, golfers, tennis players, and the Olympics. Nowadays, it's like, you know, all all the great athletes, you know, are going to other sports. And team sports suits a lot of people you know it, it, individual sports are tough it's it's all about you selfishly it's all about you but mentally and emotionally you're the only one dealing with the pressure not nobody else you're on the side of the court and i think that i think that as a youngster and now they have these leagues starting when you're like 4 years old then they go into soccer and they go into lacrosse and they, they go into team sports and they love it that the camaraderie da da da, da. And I think, um, you know, so it's been spread out a little bit more. Not all the great athletes go to tennis anymore.
1: That's it's interesting. Um, and, you know, as a recreational player, it's like you're out there like, there's nowhere to turn here. You're going to win or lose on your own. Uh, yeah. And you,
2: yeah.
1: You, you had, I guess, that part of it mastered where, you know, I've seen you talk about like you play at every point like it was match point. W- yeah how do you how do you bottom line how you learned that
2: <laughs> well i, mean, I think martina just... came i think martina came up with a quote um the characteristics you have as a champion don't necessarily um mean that you're um a healthy human being you know and i'm saying i think she came up with that and i'm like right on martina um i grew up my dad taught me i wanted to please him I wanted to make him happy. And um, that's how I started to play tennis. And I started to win and I saw that I made him happy. And, but then as I got to be a teenager and then it became more in me, I took responsibility for it. I liked, I liked expressing myself. I liked winning. I liked the travel. Um, it, it, it really sports gives you self-confidence and I really felt good about myself. And I saw that I was on a roll and I I had to keep working and I was hungry. I I mean, I definitely was hungry. We didn't come from much, you know, we grew up in public parks and, and um, I don't know, it was like a snowball effect and, and I just, I just kept going, but you're right. I mean, if I won Wimbledon, I, I celebrated that night. And then the next morning, my mind was on to Seattle, Washington for the Virginia Slims tournament. You know, it was on to the next thing. And I, I was in the pretty much in the present most of the time.
1: Even like more microscopically like in like people on the court, they think about other things. Professionals, right? They've got other things on their mind. You I seemingly just didn't do that.
2: No, I, I think a lot of the reason was because um I wasn't the, the best athlete out there and when I look, look at when you know Steffi Groff and Martina and Margaret Cord and Billy Jean, and they're a lot of better physical athletes than I was. Hannah Manlikova. But what what I knew was that they weren't in every point and I had to be in every single point. Every point had value. 15 all had value. 15 all didn't have value to a lot of other players. Yeah. So I focus on every single point, like it was match point. And, and I had the ability to concentrate and I mean, my, my strengths were the intangibles, you know, and I, and I was disciplined enough to just focus for that hour or two hours a day and then get off the court. And then I could just unwind.
1: You just mentioned a really interesting name, super talented, Hana Lakova. What do you think held her back? Cause I know you have such high regard for that talent level.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think the players that had more shots um, had trouble figuring out which shot to use. You know, she had the big topspin, beautiful topspin backhand. She had a slice. She had a kick serve. She had a flat serve. She had a slice serve. She had, you know, she could come to the net or she could stay back, you know? And I think, I even think Martina in the beginning of her career, had so many choices and sometimes you don't pick the right shot to hit on the big points. My game was pretty, pretty simple. You know, I, I was a baseliner and I instead of power, I used placement. So I feel like even though my game didn't look like I was dictating the point, I was dictating every point because I was moving them around and around and around and forcing them into making errors.
1: So you that, have to that,
2: find your strength. I think at a young age you you just have to I've a tennis academy and I always tell the kids, you know, it's really important to know your strengths and weaknesses.
1: You just you're teeing up so many different questions here but based just the tennis academy part, where where do you think the tennis capital of the US is right now? Like if you want to Florida. be the best
2: Florida. That's where the best academies are.
1: And, and the best
2: weather all year round—that helps too.
1: So, for some of a, a parents who are watching this and/or youth, if I want to be successful in tennis, do I need to move to Florida and play year-round? Would you say that?
2: Um, I—that's a tough question. I think at some point, now well, I don't know. I I can't I I can't qualify that that statement because somebody like Coco Golf didn't go to an academy and look how she turned out, you know, she's current. Um, but I think it certainly would help if you have good coaching, you go to an academy, you have good practice, um, you learn to live like a professional, you learn discipline. I mean, I think, I think it would help, but you know what? It's, it costs money. So um, it costs money. So I don't, you know,
1: I know what the answer is to that. Yeah, know, that, that's one of the, always the challenges with tennis is you got to, the entry points can be challenging for some. And I know the game's working on that. Let's uh, let's wrap up with some goat yes. conversation here, Chrissy. Uh, it, if you were to say, take yourself out of it, by the way, best female player of all time, who do you go with?
2: I, okay. I have a, tr- I have trouble with that. Okay. Best. If you put all the best, tennis players of all time I would say Serena if you said most accomplished career I would say more Steffi and Martina okay they better they 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 have better uh numbers they're they have better percentage of winning they they played they won more tournaments they just won a couple of less grand slams but they're better in all the other categories
1: it's an impossible thing to do because of eras and rackets and everything, but yeah, yeah, uh, but I'll do this one for you. Like, I, I feel like if you played today with your style and the technology, I think you'd be number one today. I really do. Um, you, I, I don't, I don't see how you wouldn't be even better with everything that's going on right now. And I would all, and I would say the same thing, like, as far as like Martina,
2: sure. Sure. I mean,
1: Like I have no problem. Oh, we'd all be better. Yeah. Right.
2: We'd all be better. You know what? You're, you're as good as your competition. How's that line? You're as good as your competition. And in that day we didn't have to hit 120 mile per hour serves, you know, cause all the serves were around 80, 90 miles per hour. Yeah. So you're as good as your competition and you're as good as the equipment and you're as good as, you know, there's been more literature now about about fitness and about training. I mean, everything's changed, but the champion mind doesn't change.
1: Yeah. All right, we'll wrap up on the men's side. Uh, let's do the same GOAT conversation there. Do you think by the time it's over, Novak gets is kind of consensus?
2: Well, yeah. You I think Novak, um, by the time, I mean, if he has another three, four years, especially, I think he's going to have to be considered the greatest of all time. And he's mentally physically oh my gosh emotionally um, he's he's above them all I think
1: it's incredible I, and like you're yeah. talking about Roger Rafa I mean yeah I mean and 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 this guy it's he's like a machine out there and the, the, the yeah s- so again okay.
2: Again, though, shot making, artistry, Roger Federer, you know, um, maybe fitness and warrior and f- fighter, Nadal. But Djokovic will win more tournaments and will win more Grand Slam tournaments and will have a better record.
1: Who do you who do you think would translate the best from your era of, on the men's side to today? Um. Oh. God, that's because you, you can make an argument uh, for Jimmy because Jimmy could play the baseline and sit back and, you know, play five hour matches, right? I don't know if John can, you know, his his game actually, I, I'm sure he's yeah. super successful, but it'd be hard to translate it as well as I, I don't know. That, that's how I serve and
2: volley. It. Yeah, servant volley would be tough. And he really didn't have a lot behind his ground strokes. He was brilliant with the touch, though. Yeah, Jimmy um, Borg maybe Lendl, Lendl, yeah. he, he had a big ball um borg um yeah i think i think i i i just don't think they would play the same in this era so they would improve other things like john Mackerel did you know he kind of sometimes he, he just finessed his way but i think if he was in this era he he would know you can't finesse your way and win you know i think that players would play differently
1: all right. Last one for real. And i really appreciate the time. It's awesome to talk to you. I could go on for an hour, but uh, I'll just go throw you a hypothetical on the way out. Monica Sellis, her, her career is not impacted by anything off the court. Well, which was actually on the court. She doesn't, she the stabbing doesn't happen. Where do you think she would have ended up?
2: Um, well, I, I believe she won. I want to say eight as a teenager. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she was unbelievable.
2: I think she won eight grand slams as a teenager and nobody's done that. Um, if she would have had a 20 year career, you know, she could have, she could have been up around eighteen twenty for sure. Yeah. And yeah. Steffi wouldn't have won as many, but yeah. that, there's a flip side to that.
1: You, you picking, wouldn't have
2: won as wouldn't have won as many.
1: Yeah. You picking Barty to win the open or somebody off the board?
2: Um, I can't say anybody with conviction, but I would say Osaka, Sabalenka, those two um, are gonna be challenging to Barty. Osami, I think I think Naomi will get will finally get her game together. She's had enough practice now the last couple of weeks, and Sabalenka, she's been looking, she's she's right there. She's right there. she can just I don't know what she needs to do. She just needs, I mean, she's like one or two when one or two big points in a big match, she'll do it. She, she can do it. She's got it all.
1: Feel free to stop by court 17 days, one through three. I'll be out there. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Chrissy working with IBM power rankings with Watson. Uh, Awesome. Awesome to to see you. Thanks so much for the time and uh, continued success. I hope you keep doing it for a long, long time to come.
2: Thank you so much. Great talking to you, Mark.
1: Everett Lloyd won the first set 6 4. Maverick Hill in the second set of 1 All well, those shots are just too good.
0: This program was recorded on tape for a live audience. Chrissy.
2: What can you do with a shot like that?
1: <laughs> oh! And the French
0: crown fits a familiar champion, a record six-time Chris Everett Lloyd, 6'3", 6'7", 7'5". Throat shot. There it is. Game set match. Chris 6 seven five
1: six four.
2: You weren't even born when I was doing those press conferences. How would you know that?